Welcome everybody to the Business Innovation and Technology Podcast. I am Jill Ibrahim, Director of Solutions Engineering at Facebook. I'll be hosting today's show with a very special topic centered around women in engineering. At Facebook, we have a program called WISE, short for Women in Solutions Engineering, whose mission is to connect, empower, and grow female solutions engineers through various initiatives. Joining us on today's show are four female solutions engineers from across the globe. We'll be talking about diversity in the workplace, their path to becoming female engineers, career advice they have to the next generation, and more about the WISE program itself. So with that, I will like to introduce the guests and we'll start with Jingmei. Uh, hi, I'm Jingmei. I'm a solutions engineer based in APEC, Singapore, and I cover the small medium businesses in the greater China region. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Charlotte Philippe. I'm based uh, in London and have been part of the solution engineering team for now uh, nearly five years. And within the team, I now lead the luxury industry and they are VR business technology programs. So really excited to be here today discussing the women in technology topic with you. Hi everyone, my name is Christine Liu. Um, I've been on the solutions engineering team for about nine years now and um, recently moved and based out of the LA office. Um, I cover some of our largest clients in healthcare, consumer packaged goods, and retail in North America. Excited to be here. Hi, my name is Rosemary Morella. I'm from the social engineering team based out of Sao Paulo, Brazil. I've been in the team for almost six years now, and I work with uh, large clients, uh, mostly retailers and e-commerces. All right. Um, so uh, let's start with the topic of what is solutions engineering and what is like to be one at Facebook? So uh, solution engineering, we are really like a global uh, team of uh, customer obsessed growth engineer who are committed to um, solving business problem with technology. So by working closely with companies who are using Facebook products, we identify opportunities to help their growth by building innovation, innovative solutions that uh, scale to uh, entire industries. So for example, um, we, um, some with the work that we did with the, the top uh, luxury fashion brands, it allows us to understand the business need for international uh, shopping experience on Instagram. And that's what we, we build and scale. So, in terms of role, we are all software engineers, but rather than being attached to the development of a specific product, we're able to work on the entire company ecosystem. So from Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and by working closely with businesses to find the next big bet um, to deliver. So it's really like a mini startup. You have a blank page to, to innovate and the freedom to push your ideas based on impacts. And that's really what, what I, I like uh, about the role. So you're able to drive every step of the project from the conception, the architecture to the delivery in collaboration with the, the product teams. And it really brings the satisfaction of knowing that uh, you build something useful in direct contact with your customers, but with the scale of impact that, that Facebook provides. Um, and as part of that, what I really appreciate is the overall Facebook culture where you're encouraged to reach out to everyone and work with everyone regardless of seniority. So you really get inspired by working with uh, all of these uh, amazing experts. I think plus one to everything Charlotte said, and I just wanted to jump in and provide uh, my perspective as a manager on the solutions engineering team. Um, so my main focus is on the people from the beginning with recruiting and sourcing the best diverse talent to coaching and career growth. And as Charlotte mentioned, we look for software engineers who are customer obsessed. 
And that's like trying to find a unicorn in the wild. It's just so difficult to find somebody who can do all of these things. Um, so really my role is to raise up your strengths and give you the opportunities to expand your skill sets into new areas. Thank you, Christine. Um, that is um, really great to hear, like at least uh, for me, um, nine years ago when I decided to join Solutions Engineering team, I also had to think about what have I done before and if Solutions Engineering would give me the same opportunity. And having been and um, started a company in my own and also um, having been a founding engineer at a startup, I realized that Solutions Engineering would give me the same opportunity and enable me to learn more. And on top of that, um, I would work with small businesses and help with them on their journey of being successful businesses. So I'm really excited to be here even after nine years and still um, feel fulfilled with my day-to-day -day work. So let's move to the topic of like, inspiration. Um, anybody, if you can um, pick up this topic, where, um, who inspired you? Was it something in your back background that led you to engineering? And what was that path like? So I'll jump in here and tell a bit of my story. Um, when I went into college, I was actually a pre-business major. And the upperclassmen would always tell me that they wish they had more technical background so that they could be more competitive in the job market. Um, so in my second year, I decided to try the intro to CS class, and I enjoyed it and added on computer science as a double major then. And then... When I landed the job at Facebook, there was a ton of imposter syndrome. I mean, first of all, like, wow, this is Facebook. And I assumed that all the engineers here had been coding since they were four years old. Like, everybody must be so much smarter than me. And pretty soon, they're going to realize that I can't code like they can. Um, and fast forward, like I mentioned, I've been here for now nine years. Um, haven't been fired yet, so that's one good thing. Um, but what I've learned since then is that this company values you for your unique skills. And especially in the solutions engineering role, my blend of business and engineering was perfect. So kind of my takeaway for that and my message to everyone is like, find what makes you uniquely you and find a team that lifts you up and celebrates that. I also have like an interesting story to tell um, about how I got interested in, in coding. Actually, I the first time I heard about this was when I was so interested in logic and using truth tables to solve logic puzzles and all. And one friend told me that this was the basis of computer science and programming itself. And you know, I thought he was crazy. And I, of course, it, it didn't make any sense. Those two so different words, like something so ancient and something so new. So I thought um, I really got into figuring this out and I figured that it was not only right, but it was something that got really interesting. It was so interesting for me. And I, I borrowed this book where they were teaching programming in a programming language that was in my mother tongue, which was uh, at the time it was called Portugal, it's just a pseudocode. And I started learning how to code in this book. And I did all the exercises on this book, and I found that this was uh, so uh, exciting for me. I loved doing that. And if I was going to do something as a career, I knew it was something related to that because I was uh, something that I was doing for fun. So um, I really enjoyed this book and fell in love with programming. And, and that's how I got interested in computer science. Thank you, Mirella. I definitely um, relate to uh, both of your experiences. 
Christine, I also um, grew up in um, China as an ethnic minority in the 90s. And I didn't have access to computers. I haven't really seen a computer until like my last year of college. When I went to college in Europe and did the computer science, and it was similar. Like I, all the boys who were there, we had only a few uh, women um, in my class and all the boys, they knew like how to program, they knew computers. And I was like, um, it was really, really hard a few years after college for me. So now I, um, I teach my kids programming, but I have a daughter and son. So even if they choose uh, computer science or not, hopefully at least they will be a computer literate. So thank you for sharing your experience. Yeah, if I can, yeah, jump in into that. Like I, I also felt the same in college, and I felt that everyone knew, um, everyone knew how to everything. And in the first day, I remember that there was a conversation between the guys about like. I have a server, you know, I have like, I play this game, you play the other game and I was completely lost. I didn't even use, uh, knew how to use properly an email. So I didn't have a computer at the time. So it was, it was so scary in the first day. And then we sit down and there was this professor, he started the, the, the class asking how many people here play an instrument? How many people here play games online? How many, many people here like um, like um, playing online or having a server, stuff like that. And then um, he asked, how many people here likes math? And barely no one uh, um, answered. And I was one of the few. And so that's, uh, that's, good. that's bad news for you because this curse, uh, this computer science is more about math than it is about games. So um, I was at least uncomfortable now. I can I can do math. I may not be able to do video games, but I I'm good at math. So that was the fun part. That's right. The moral of the story is that if there's a will, there's a way. And if you're um, if you're you know if you put your heart into it, like it, it doesn't matter how intimidating it is, you can make it good. All right. So let's uh, jump into Trailblazers. Anybody in your life who were your lighthouse that gave you direction and course of correction? Anybody wants to take this question? Mm, I can share a bit of my story. So uh, when I started out my engineering career, so I tried to look for female role models in engineering. Uh, and then that was like eight years ago. So back then, like um, uh, I couldn't find many prominent figures that, uh, and then I joined my first job without uh, having any direction on how I could grow my career. Um, yeah, so throughout the years, I slowly and then I learned that I shouldn't be just like restricting my search to female engineers. So I can learn from anyone around me. Uh, I figured out my own strengths and traits and then I try to find, like look for people around me that are good in those uh, areas and then I learn from them. So for example, I'm an introvert. So I look for leaders who are introverts and then I observe how they work with other people and then they become my role model and then I make plans for myself to grow like based on what I learned from them. And yeah, so I write down and then piece everything together. So I think overall, like everyone is unique. So um, it's up to us to piece together like different growth areas that we want to uh, grow in. And then we try to create our own values and then carve a career from there. Thank you. Um, all right, so I um, want to switch gears a little bit and um, talk about the engineering field that is so typically dominated by males. 
But we know that um, at least my experience at Facebook has been particularly great because Facebook really fosters diversity and inclusion. And it also starts from the top and it, it's built into everything we do. So I want to ask this group um, if anybody wants to share, how did you overcome the challenges in the engineering field that is traditionally dominated by males? For me, I think females, we have a few common traits, like um, we are not confrontational and then we might be a bit soft-spoken and then we might be also like trying to lean back and not speak up during meetings. So this, um, these are some of the common traits like females have. And then I, I think I have them when I started out my career. So for me, I was um, becoming, there, there's three points that uh, helped me to go overcome my challenges. And the first one is um, becoming more confident and then also um, finding allies and then building, my, building up trust within my teammates. So one example I can recall is that when I was doing uh, code reviews in my previous jobs. So uh, people, the colleagues, they don't believe in my suggestions in the beginning. So what I did is I started to talk to some of them and then um, try to gain their trust and then support, uh, get them to support my point of views. And then at the same time, I also tried to like research more and then cite more sources to prove my points. And then, uh, yeah, so people over time, they start to believe in me and then uh, I became more confident as well. So I was able to work with them together in the team. Thank you, Jingmei. I definitely remember as a manager, um, for me, it was really hard to deliver a news or deliver a really critical feedback of somebody not performing. And in fact, in one of the performance reviews, uh, when I was giving not so great uh, uh, feedback, I was shaking more than the uh, the person who was receiving this uh, feedback. I was really uh, worried how they might receive this feedback. But uh, Facebook had a really great these uh, programs and training session and coaching session. And in one of those, I learned that it's actually better to be kind than nice, right? When I was being nice and not giving that um, critical feedback, I was not helping anybody. So being kind meant that you have to give the feedback in a critical way. It's not personal, it's about the work itself. And that really helped me overcome being able to give the feedback without worrying and without really thinking about what's the right thing to do for that person, for me and for the team as well. All right, um, so how about the biases? I know that biases exist in nearly every workplace, whether it's based on gender, age, location, or sex. Um, anybody wants to share how did you proactively manage these biases in the workplace? Sure, I, I think the first step that we get, I think we get to exercise a lot at Facebook is uh, recognizing that we all have biases. We are human beings, everyone has bias, everyone has learned something, has been, and you can continue learning something new. And so it's first, it's, the first thing is to recognize that we have this bias and these uh, situations will happen also in the workplace. And this will happen uh, towards us and also from us. Sometimes you can, you will, and you probably will also be biased in a conversation. We will do something that is biased. So just be uh, proactive and recognize this. This will be more productive uh, conversation about being conscious about this is more productive than just uh, pretending that it's not there, that you don't have those biases. And I, I think, we all are, if we have, if you can share, if you can make that person understand uh, that person, maybe that person that is doing that, or maybe you, you don't have the knowledge that there is something that you don't understand yet, some information that you don't have. And maybe this is the opportunity to share this information with that person or learn something from another person. Maybe you are 
um, sometimes it's hard to receive this feedback. So just try to be as open as possible. Maybe at the moment it's hard. It's hard to be crit criticized. And sometimes uh, just uh, just uh, let this this information sink in, and then you will take the time to absorb and maybe uh, act on it later. So I think this is one of the good things about Facebook is that we don't try to hide our biases. We are just trying to proactive act on them. One thing that's been top of mind for me on this um, topic uh, has been um, kind of what happens behind closed doors. And I think a big part of my role is to kind of manage those biases. Um, you know, in particular, in 30 minutes um, after we do this podcast, I'm going to go into performance conversations. And when we're having these conversations about promotions and ratings or even who gets to work on the next big career-defining projects, like we need to have allies in the room. And part of my role is, um, as Marilla said, like calling out when you notice kind of biased language happening. And the other part is that um, we have a seat at the table and we really have to use that to say, hey, did you consider, you know, this person um, and be an ally for others? Um, and we've got to really speak up and support each other in those critical moments that, you know, folks may not even realize are happening behind closed doors. And, and to, to build on your point, Christine, I think that's uh, something very important. I also like uh, build it uh, in, in, uh, in Facebook is uh, um, I think your manager can be and, and really should be one of the, the strongest ally that, uh, that you have. And it's important to build a, a real partnership um, uh, with them, to be open, uh, share the struggle, but also like bring them to, to commit to find a path uh, forward together. Um, I think that's a, that's a really important uh, ally that, that you get in a, in a company. Thank you, Charlotte. And I also, as we were speaking, I also re I remember the experience that I had where bias was not only like gender and so on, it could be shared experiences. So I um, recently I've been looking for a senior leader and um, have been interviewing many people. And one of the candidates had very similar experience to mine. Um, they started a new product within the company. They've been founding engineers and very similar experiences to mine. Right. So I was like, oh, this is a great candidate. But then because Facebook has been uh, really instilling this biases in our mind, I realized that I was being biased um, <laughs> with this candidate where the experiences were shared and I thought it was a great candidate. So I had to step back and stop my bias and look at all the candidates and really identify and pick the best one and not really be biased there. As we talked about the biases and our careers and so on, any, if anybody wants to share like um, at the beginning of your engineering career, any advice, encouragement that you wanted or benefited from um, uh, to like set you on the right path? I think for me, one of the things that was really hard is for me to realize is that uh, it was not only hard for me, I think for everyone, but this was one of the things that was not clear. I thought everything that we were doing was easy for everyone else, but not me. And I was struggling because it was it was easy for everyone. But um, uh, as you grow, you understand that executing well in any role is hard because you are growing. If you're not being challenged, it means you're not growing. So if you are struggling, if you're having a hard time, it, it's good for you. It means you're growing, you're learning something. So I think this is one of the things that I, I took a lot of time to learn. And I'm not sure, I'm sure everyone here has some, some face uh, of this experience too. Mm. For me, I would tell my younger self that um, becoming a female engineer is not scary. Like what I mentioned earlier, so 
we can overcome our challenges by just leaning in and then build up your confidence and trust and um, build up finding more allies. So, um, and then also I see that um, in Facebook, we build uh, uh, diversity and inclusion into everything that we do. So we have a manage, we have a mandatory managing bias training so that um, these trainings help us to learn about how we should deal with um, our own biases and then try to be more con inclusive uh, to get everyone um, into the room and then um, to listen to everyone's opinion. And then we also have support groups and programs for different diversity groups. Uh, so, yeah, I see that it's also within any company's ability to create a pleasant and respectful working environment. So, yeah, I, I feel like it, it is not scary um, if you, you are female and then you want to join uh, engineering. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about the the allies, I I have like this um, a few colleagues in my my team, my my more direct team, where uh, if we're in a conversation in a situation, maybe they didn't realize something that is happening that is um, very uh, concerning, and they didn't realize because they are so used to those those type of conversations. But if I look at them in a different way they already know and they step in and they realize like yeah this is this is not uh this is not okay what is happening is not okay so this is a trusting relationship that i have with my my friends and my colleagues at, at work so this is um something that was built in into them in with this program on facebook about the being a lie and um, they all know that they may not recognize some situations that we do and also for other people when they are also in those vulnerable situations. So to this allies, this is also, I agree with you, May, it's, uh, it's really important. I'm also, uh, have been doing uh, mentoring or coaching sessions for young um, uh, female solutions engineers. And what I learned uh, really works is sharing the experiences. Because when I shared that, when I started up my, not only the career, the school, um, like all the things that we talked about, worrying about being successful and worrying about not being as good as our male colleagues. And I shared that experience and their response was like, oh, I didn't know. I thought you were director. You would like you figured out everything. You were great. But it's so good to hear that you also went through the same path. So that gives uh, gave them encouragement and also um, peace of mind that they're not alone in this process. So definitely uh, the more we can share uh, at the all levels of like our experiences, I think it's going to really help. Um, like, it's something that we didn't get ourselves, but um, being able to provide that for others. So I'm going to uh, switch topic to the uh, expectations for future of women in engineering. Um, any expectations that you have? Uh, what do you hope for? Anybody wants to take this? Sure. I uh, if I if I was going to one thing that I wanted uh, for women for women joining the field, I wanted that. I just want women to not be discouraged from engineering fields. I think this is still happening from the conversations that I have just recently, just a few years ago, like a couple of years ago, when I went to events and talked to young women, like 18, uh, 14 even, those, uh, these young girls, they are still um, listening to things that they, they are hearing things from their parents, uh, from friends, from, from family members that um, maybe this is not for you, maybe you should do something else. And uh, I, this is so uh, heartbreaking because just because you're a woman, uh, we are still hearing those things, you wouldn't expect that this is, would 
be happening still today. So I, I, the thing that I would like for the future is that young women wouldn't be discouraged from joining engineering fields. Definitely. Um, I would add on here and just say I would hope for a future where women can be unapologetically themselves in the office, right? So where the engineer can show up to work and address in heels. You know, we can both like fashion and makeup and math and science at the same time. And, you know, this is a future where, like, when there's a technical question, the room just doesn't automatically turn to, or to the man in the room. Right. It's a really telling and turning moment in history when we can like truly break up with those types of stereotypes. Yep. Uh, I remember like my dad, we are three girls and my dad, um, he he was a math major himself and he came to U.S. in the 90s. And when he came here, he realized that computer uh, technology was the future. So he told all three girls, you guys should study engineering. So I'm so grateful. So we did electrical engineering, my middle sister, I did computer science. And I'm so grateful that he didn't think that his daughters were less than anybody else. And he encouraged all of us to go into the engineering field. Um, so I hope that more parents, mothers and fathers encourage their daughters um, to go into more technical fields or the fields that they feel passionate about. What about the um, advice that you guys want to give to women who aspire to start or even pivot their career into engineering? Yeah, that, that's actually in a, in a, an interesting topic. And I think I'm going to be building on what everyone has, has shared already uh, today. Um, but first, um, I would say don't hesitate to get started, really. Um, you may feel that you start from scratch, but actually there is always a lot that you can bring from um, your past experience. Um, and I would emphasize also that there is not just one role, uh, but many different flavors of uh, tech roles. Um, and being successful would require you to, to look at your own strengths and see how this then completes your, your technical skills so, you, so that you are able to, to build a role that really fits uh, you. So if you pivot from another career, that's maybe bringing your industry knowledge, uh, maybe uh, people or project management skills, but just really bring um, what you are passionate about. And yeah, what's really helped me personally, and, and I wish I started earlier, is um, having mentors and really actively looking for them. So understanding of the, the power of, of having allies with people who have the experience and skills that you really wish to, to develop. So I would say look for diversity, women and men, not just one person. And look also for uh, communities. So there's women who code, there is chicken code. Uh, all of those offer free training and coaching. So you really don't need to, to reinvent the wheel, but you can build on, on top of um, what's already there. And finally, I mean, I, I wish being a woman wouldn't even be part of the, of the question. Um, I think we can also all make a difference here by encouraging equally the new generations to take on careers in tech. And it starts with, with our kids and, and the generation coming. And I know everyone has, has touched on the subject already, so it's exciting to see uh, like mind, that we are like-minded on that. All right. Thank you, Charlotte. So I think that wraps up our today's uh, conversation. Um, you, any, uh, thank you, everybody, who uh, spent invested time listening into the podcast. Hopefully um, this was helpful or added value to any questions, um, many things um, in your life. You, uh, you can find us on LinkedIn and we'll post our um, link, um, link profiles uh, into the post, uh, show notes. So hopefully um, you guys 
really um, found value from this podcast. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Charlotte, Jingmei, Christine, Mirla. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences. I myself learned a lot from you for sure. Thank you.